All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast. We got a big time sports cast here today. We are going to be talking about the Minnesota Wild. We don't talk a lot of hockey on here, um, but they're having an exciting week. We're going to talk gopher basketball. What kind of week is this? This is crazy. We're going to talk FA Cup and European soccer. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How you guys doing? So good, man. So fine. I'm I'm doing great. I had a great time on our first podcast this week, so go back and check that out. We talked all about uh, TV, movies, Netflix. We finished our Marvel rewatch, and we did Nordy's rates, so go check that out. That was fun. It was a banger. We had some, some surprising scores in there. A little bit of rain cloud, Eric. I think leaked into some of the scores. You think he, he was kind of negative, negative early? I was feeling a little crabby about Northeast rates this week. He was negative early, and then kind of came around late. I'm not crabby yep. today at all, but like for some reason, I was feeling crabby about the Northeast rates topics. And well, you kind of hand picked them. You so. picked them. I from did. I did. What the viewers the and the, viewers, well, the listeners, the listeners, provided, they, they so. sent them in, and then I was like, "Yep, I want to hate rate that. I want to hate rate that. A hate lot, rate that. Yeah." yeah. I was like in that like in that like forty to sixty range a lot. Yeah, you were hovering. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean Podcast app and Spotify. Get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone, your device, your tablet, your computer, whatever, each and every week. And don't hate rate us. Don't hate rate <laughs> us. You should great rate us. Great rate us. Five stars only. Please give us that five star review. Um, I promise I will read every review. That gets posted this week, personally, if you guys go post it. So go write the funniest shit you can. Go put it on there. Anything you... I will personally read your five-star ratings if you do it. So... Are you still hoping, like, some of your students are still listening? No. There's always, like, Mr. Burtness is great. I'm you like, can tell right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll stand out. Boobs. Mr. Burtness is lit. <laughs> yeah. Boobs. <laughs> Fortnite sweet. <laughs> This show would be better if you guys did Fortnite TikToks. <laughs> All right. Um, so please do that. Uh, also, we a are... what and a what? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. We are doing a... Um, Sports? We're drinking a beer. We're drinking oh. A beer. oh, yeah. Drinking a beer, man. We're drinking a beer. What are we drinking right it's now, Sports-themed beer. Eight Count. Eight Count by Lupulin out in fucking Big Lake. I wish they were closer. I wish it every time I drink it because they're so good. I wish they were in South so bad. This one is like... It's like a 7.5%. Is that not the perfect IPA... ABV perfect range perfect and it is such such a tasty beer just it's kind of like just a little hazy but not too much it's drinkable so nice love this beer it's a 9.2 yeah it's out of 10 for me strong strong quick beer. question what's up how much was it for the four pack i think it was maybe 14 <laughs> i know not that's that ridiculous bad. not that like bad. that's perfect yeah that is the wheelhouse for a good IPA. Yes. And it is it is just a perfect IPA. It doesn't add fruit. It's just a straight up beer. And it's very nice. Thank you, Lupi. Like it a lot. Can't wait to drink the rest of it. Okay, so here we go. We got some news today. Um, we're going to start with uh, a little reflection on what's happened in the last few days after our Our Words on the Our Words podcast with a friend of the pod, Scott Wilkie. Um, this week was not kind to Dan Snyder and the the uh, Washington R-Words, formerly known as R-Words, I guess, mm-hmm. um, where uh, reports came out. I'm not saying these are true. 
Uh, I know we're a massive podcast, and I don't want us to be considered fake news if we get this wrong, um, but uh, some reports came out of things like um, topless photo shoots, pimping out cheerleaders, uh, sex parties, drugs. Uh, John Gruden. Degrading. No, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. <laughs> um, <laughs> One of the, if there's a Gruden involved, a Gruden. you know it's getting dirty. Um, uh, drug use, partying, taking visas, and um, sending cheerleaders out to have sex with season ticket holders. I mean, like, just a ridiculous abuse of power. And uh, lots of women, 15, came forward just in the Washington uh, Post article. And so, uh, Washington Post does some good reporting. Yes, yeah, so we don't know exactly everything that's involved in this. They could only obviously write about what they could prove or what they felt like they um, reliable sources. Yeah, that they yeah. had reliable sources for. Um, no matter what, this is not good for Dan Snyder. I mean, it, it should it's, surprise nobody. It no. is obvious that Dan Snyder um, has been abusing his power and his employees, and mostly his female employees, um, for some time, and that he is a terrible, slimy person. Uh, it, we, we all knew he was a terrible, slimy person. Yeah. This is just further proof of it. And when Eric mentions the visas, so let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. They would go on like a company trip to somewhere right and then they would force the cheerleaders to do unspeakable acts while holding their visas saying if you don't do this you're not going to be able to get out of the country that's insane so insanely fucked up passports though right or passports sorry passports so so yeah i mean to me i like i i i know what i'm gonna say is gonna sound shocking and terrible and i just I give me a chance, please, to explain myself. And it's never good when you're being recorded on something to to go down this road. Okay, um, I hope that people um, haven't been hurt too badly. But at the same time, I almost hope some of these stories um, come out with enough detail and enough credible people that he's forced to sell the team. And so he gets Donald Sterling. That he's essentially. Yeah, and, right. and, and I, I understand that he is in the, the class of people that in 2020 is untouchable by the law because of the amount of money that he has. Right. Um, there are no laws that can even And touch the friends him. he has. Yes. Um, so I understand that. But I hope that there is enough people. You're just that saying come if forward. it happened, it happened. If it happened, and if it happened, let's have enough proof. If to it take happened, him out. I just want enough to come out that he has to go from the NFL at very least, if not face some kind of criminal charges, because this is absurd and it's disgusting. We knew he was a guy who loved this this um, racist name of his team, and now um, he is obviously the kind of person who treats women like shit, and it's just unacceptable. So. Is he the most despicable and major franchise owner? <laughs> I mean, Donald Sterling obviously that, maybe I mean, was, and then he's gone. Is he the most despicable owner? Um, There's probably yeah, until shit we the even... next owner yeah. weird story comes out. True. That's I true. mean, these guys are, you know, they're above the law. They act as if they're above the law, and so I mean, they're I'm the sure hyper rich that also went and bought a team, which is a certain person that does that, that wants to own a team and have that that kind of limelight to get the attention of owning a team and be in that club. Yeah. I think it's it's generally going to attract douchebags. Yeah, so there you go. That's the uh, first piece of news for the day. Uh, some better news, though, is that uh, the um, Minnesota Wild, after a long time, uh, finally signed Kaprizov, 
the Russian sniper. Formerly known as Kaprizov. Yes, we thought it was Kaprizov. We found out it's Kaprizov. I watched a couple highlight videos recently. And oh then- my god. Are they fun? He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's Send awesome. me some links. I don't know where to find He's this shit. This awesome. doesn't come across my Twitter feed. Put it this way. Um, he will... If he has a bad season, he'll finish second on the team in goals. And if he has a good season, he'll finish first on the team in goals. All right. Can't He's wait. the kind of goal scorer we haven't had on the wild since Gabrick. Okay. That was a long time ago that we had Gabrick. Do you think he can be better than Gabrick? He will... I think he's already better than Gabrick. I think that Gabrick oh, wow. was probably more talented. I think Gabrick is like supremely talented player that couldn't stay healthy and didn't give a fuck enough to like be good. Okay. Well, and he was under the thumb of a very defensive-minded <laughs> yeah. coach and like old-school hockey as opposed to like new school. Like I think if Gabrick came into the league now or like even three years ago, Gabrick would be like a 40-goal 40 40 scorer perennially. If they okay. would have figured out that Gabrick had a, a needed hip surgery and that he didn't just constantly keep pulling his groin, he would have been like a Hall of Famer. Okay. So this guy, I think, is like that level of player. He should be an absolute sniper um, from the wing position. Um, if the Wild somehow... This is... Guys, if you want to know how the Wild become a perennial cup contender, it's they get bounced in the first round. They win the 1-8 lottery, get the number one overall pick. They pick this Canadian w- winger. They pair him and Kaprizov together, and they score a billion goals for the next eight years. Sounds great. That's what we need. I would be need. interested in, in hockey again. I would go buy two jerseys. So let's make that happen. Let's you get some- would not. Not unless they change their branding. Oh, the branding sucks, and I'm still <laughs> considering buying a Caprizov jersey. You, you could go with I the like greens. It. Yeah. You could rock the greens. You wouldn't walk. I thought they got rid of that one. That the whites like or the, the reds, that, though. Uh, they're just the all reds. So the reds ugly. are so bad. Yes. They're that's, that one's so ugly. What so, all right. Well, that's exciting. So, we finally got them. Are you sure that Trump, is, or I mean, uh, excuse me, Putin, <laughs> ironic, uh, Putin is not going to somehow put a stop to this. It's well, not Putin, be like, Putin's now president. he's not here yet, right? He's president for life now, so he doesn't really care about some random hockey player for his team anymore. Okay. He changed the Constitution so that he can run for president well, forever and I stay in that, power. I yeah. think that Putin isn't worried about him coming to the NHL because he's now president of the United States and of Russia. <laughs> so it's just he's ha- he's going to take over both hockey leagues. Perfect. Uh, maybe he'll be a big Wild fan, though. Um, uh, yeah, so... Wild get Kaprizov. It's a huge deal. Um, I'm a little worried about his two-year contract. So usually when guys come in, they sign a three-year entry-level contract. This doesn't mean that the Wild can't sign him to a big deal sooner than later and lock him up long-term, which they should. Um, But two years, it means that they are going to have to make a decision on him sooner than later. And two years is... A quick time for him to say, so, I don't want to... It's a microcosm. Yeah. It's like I him just to be like, I don't want to play for the Wild anymore. I'm going to play for the Rangers, you know? Mm-hmm. It, that could happen pretty fast. So uh, it needs to go well sooner than later, and they need to open up the checkbook and give this guy what he wants to keep him around because I think he's going to be a transformational player. Okay. That's exciting. That's good. I think he's rocking number 97. News. All right. It's good cool year. 97 jersey. That, that's a, that's great. You were born in 97. What that's was Gretzky's year. number? Was it 97? 99. 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. So that's some good news. Um, another piece of good news is uh, the Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball team. Um, they suck at recruiting players. They have missed out on every good player that came from the state of Minnesota. Many of them are headed to the probably NBA Probably need a new coach. And, yeah, they probably need a new coach. Um, now, there's this thing that's happened in recent years in uh, college sports, which is like... Um, 
taking power away from a few rich people in schools and giving it somewhat to players. So they can now transfer sometimes without punishment. Sometimes they have to sit out a year. Sometimes they don't, depending on where they are in their circumstances. Um, players are going to be able to make money off their likeness now. And, uh, Part of this thing is called the transfer portal, where no matter what, you can enter this thing called the transfer portal, and then teams can recruit you again for a second time. Um, ESPN rated the Gophers as the second best team in the transfer portal season this year. Is it over? Did it come and go? Um, I believe there are probably still players that are um, part of that. Okay. Uh, but but the for the bulk of the good players, got it's it. over. Yeah, for most of the guys. Um, so the... Gophers signed three guys, um, which was pretty exciting, and I'm going to give you them. First one was Brandon Johnson. Uh, he's a six foot eight forward. He's a senior, okay, okay, from Western Michigan. So we're only going to give him for one year. He's a grad transfer, yep. so he technically like graduated early, but he has an additional year of eligibility. So he had a redshirt year. Yes. So he's technically like a fifth year senior. So he's like a good player, but he'll never really be an NBA player. He averaged 15.5 points, 8 rebounds, and an assist last year. He'll be eligible to play and start for them this year. I mean, he'll jump in and be like our second best player. For sure. Yeah. Um, We also got Liam Robbins, a 7-foot forward who's a junior out of Drake. He averaged 14.7 rebounds. They don't know if he'll be eligible or have to sit out a year. Um, But still, that's a cool player to have either this year or next year. And then they got both Gotch. Booth, both, both Gotch, I think is his name. Okay. He's uh, from Alexandria, Minnesota. He is from, he played at Utah and he's going to be a junior. He's a 6'6 guard. He averaged 11 points, uh, three and a half rebounds, three assists. And he also might have to sit out this year. But three players that, if all are eligible to play, will start for the Gophers day one, day one, and make them a much better team with some junior and senior leadership of players who are really good college players. This is great news. Yeah. I just thought Richard Patino was just being a creep and like not doing anything. He's just not that good of a recruiter, I don't think. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But getting guys in the transfer portal like this that can help out immediately is a big get. Yeah. So kudos to him. Or I don't know. Maybe it's just lucky. I don't know how the transfer portal works in terms of like bidding on or recruiting guys or or how that works, but. If he's able to get convince players to come in and it's not, we don't have to hear the like, well, it's just a bad recruiting year and we're going to run out a young squad and we're going to hit the reset button. Like, I'm so tired of hearing that speech right. with Patino. Um, this Why is, can't Patino just hang out with uh, PJ Fleck a little more? Yeah, that would be nice. Or, or how about Patino just sits out the recruiting and just send PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck just recruits base basketball and football. From yeah, now. let's just call it. And he just dude, does well. In how both. many times he would do great? He how many times have you heard that with like Kirk Ferentz with yeah. Iowa, where they're like, um, they didn't really want to come here, and then they met with Coach Ferentz, and he was immediately hooked on Iowa and, he was and like, wanted to come. And then here. he was like, "If you're a black player, you better not sag your pants or have any black culture or listen to rap well, music, or okay. you can't play here." So, oh, so God. prior to all that stuff, like. <laughs> I just mean like having like if you were considering Michigan or Wisconsin and then you got a call from Jim Harbaugh, like maybe that like tips the scales a little bit. And PJ Fleck, as we know, is a phenomenal recruiter, like is a very like he's very good at relating to younger people, clearly. Like he he gets them, they get him. Um, So maybe we just have Richard Pitino just kind of take a back seat. 
and we give PJ Fleck like a 30K per recruit there like you bonus. Go. Yeah. And like, you know, under the table, obviously, we're not going to like disclose that. Um, but just sort of, you know, a little booster cash, like in a little envelope. Or you just let let Patino just go out and say, you don't have to do schoolwork here. We have tutors for that. You know our history. Let's we got, go. We got the Clem system. Yeah. We call it the Clem system. <laughs> it's Clem time, baby. Yeah. Love anyway, it. Anyway. But yeah, th- those are all those are all big gets. And it's cool for the Gophers to be like, even in the conversation of getting like fifth year grad transfers that are it's good. Cool. So another piece of news, um, in the bubble... Yeah, Disney. Yeah. Um, they're building like a NBA The 2K. Motel 6 bubble? Yeah. They're building like a NBA 2K city. Have you seen this? No. So they're building like um, barbershops and like different stores that are like the but same. But it's a real city. Yeah. Yes. I mean, no. I get that. Why is it NBA 2K city? Um, because on Sponsored? 2K, you can go to, um, like you can go into this like interactive world kind of where you're like in you can join pickup games and you can like go buy shoes and get your hair cut and stuff like that right okay and so like they're making some of the things from nba 2k in this city for the players to like go to i did see the barbershop going up and then there was like nba clippers jokes associated obviously but Um, yeah no it's cool no i think it's tough school uh they're just desperately trying to keep these guys entertained there was a few people who stepped outside of the bubble and then like have to quarantine what about the hotline what's that the tattle line yeah did you hear about that eric no there the nba has like a a phone number where if you see uh you know anonymous tips gordon hayward out and about yeah you know uh he's got cheeks in his face no mask on and you know that's that's not you know social distancing he's got no mask on he's at the movie theater he's got you know 30 girls around him gordy hell yeah you can call the number and rat him out yeah (laughs) mostly patrick beverly i feel like is is dialing it every night but the funniest thing about that whole the the what are they what were they calling it like the rat line or something like that doc rivers was like dude the clippers we're gonna be the only team left it's like I'm calling in on everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Which is kind of like the perfect response. So like, this is kind of silly. silly yeah. It's like pretty silly, but uh, I'm gonna you know make fun of it and but do it like in a really like great way. So uh, yeah, Eric, if you get down to Florida, and you see if you see. <laughs> I was gonna say if you see anybody out and about, you can be the guy on the phone. I yeah, I'm really pumped about the NBA. I'm really pumped about the NBA. Um, I think the city's cool, and I'm sick of hearing about it. I want the games to start up now. Agreed. We're well, a week what? and a half away, oh, and this is wait. just absurd that we've had to wait this long. How long do these guys need to get ready? They're freaking professional athletes. Let's get moving. So what's happening with the uh, the Forgotten Eight or whatever? I think it's not happening at all. I think they yeah. already sent those guys home. Um, <laughs> so the other bubble is the um, MLS bubble. And I'm just looking at the MLS um, stuff right now, the odds for the rest of the season there. Three of the teams aren't even able to play right now because of COVID. Correct. They've just been like booted pretty much. They're out. <laughs> um, which is insane. Um, but they're trying to move on. The show must go on. Uh, the games have been really ugly. Horrendous. What did we say last weekend? We watched... A lot of Premier League on Saturday morning slash afternoon. And then we fire up the MLS in the evening and we're like, I, this is unwatchable. Yeah. It's unwatchable. It's really rough. And like, even though the United ended up winning, 
I think the thing with the, with the with the MLS, match. the thing with the MLS is like the MLS looks pretty good when you're not watching it the same weekend as you're watching Premier League. The Premier yes. League. When it's on like a Wednesday yes. and you watch Premier League on Saturday, yeah. like or, you're fine with it. Or it's it. like all summer when the Premier League's on a break and yeah, you're watching yeah, yeah. MLS and you're like, it's totally. great to have soccer. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. And then when you watch them on the same day, you're like, oh, okay, these guys can't control the ball they, they can't really have pass. trouble completing a yeah. pass yeah. so yeah. the one thing of good news i have for you is that minnesota is one of the favorites to win the title this year whoa no one's been paying really? attention because they didn't really have a season um but as of right now 538 um has them as the fifth best team in the league okay um which is crazy uh it has them at a 99 over a 99 percent chance to make the round of 16 which there's like 20 some teams so it's not that crazy right it gives them a 26% chance to make the, the semis, the final four. And it gives wow. them a 6% chance to win the title this year. Whoa. That's, I'll take it. So LAFC, <laughs> yeah, LAFC Los Angeles Football, Football Club. Club, is um, 22% chance. And they won last year, right? Um, Didn't they win it all last year? Was it that Well, they Atlanta? beat us, but I don't know if they won the whole thing. Okay. I'm sure Atlanta won. They always do. Um, but the teams ahead of us are Philadelphia, Toronto, and Columbus. Um we're ahead of a bunch of, of really good teams. And so um, even though we are kind of a sketchy team and we haven't signed all of our players that we want and we don't have... And the like, one guy just got hurt right before our first match. And like we he, don't have like a designated player. We're like two designated players short. We're still like a good team, which is just absurd to me. So um, everyone needs to be paying some attention to that. Well, we but are. We're watching it still. Let's, let's move on to... Are we? To I English... Guess. Let's, let's move on to England, where we are watching. Yes. Um, the Premier League is coming to an end now. Um, we will touch on Europa and, Champ- and Champions League at a later date, because they are not when starting it gets, when it gets until there. August. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what we can talk about here is Liverpool officially are your champions. Um, they have completely given up playing soccer in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the f- top four is uh, looking to be pretty solidified, um, with Man City uh, claiming a place after... Um, uh, what's FIFA and UEFA uh, were too chicken shit to punish them and they will remain as a team in the Champions League next year and uh, United and Chelsea with both over an 80% chance now with a Leicester loss over the weekend to make it into the top four and go into the Champions League next year. So Chelsea needs three points from two games. Yeah. Okay. And to they don't play anyone too difficult. Liverpool and Wolves. Oh, never mind. They play <laughs> tough teams. Yeah. Tough teams. Yeah, uh, so nothing's guaranteed, <laughs> which is fun. I love that. Like, you know, obviously, Liverpool fan, it's great. We won. The games are no longer fun at all. They're actually frustrating as hell because I still care. I still want to see my team win, but it turns out it takes a, a lot of effort to win a game in the Premier League. I didn't know that. Uh, it, <laughs> it came easy to them and they were trying, but now I see. Now I get it. Uh, it's very difficult to win if you don't care as much as the other team. So that's, that's the rest of my season. But I love that. You know, we're coming down here. There's a couple of like West Ham squeezing out a win is a big deal for them to get out of that bottom bottom three. Um, and these these games up at the top. I mean, I know like so. Yeah, Liverpool and Chelsea play on Wednesday. We're probably going to try to get together for that. And that's a big deal. And I'll be either way. I'll be I'll be happy because I if it's not going to be, you know, Arsenal, I'd rather like my my dream is to have it be Liverpool, Tottenham, just to piss you guys off. And then you go maybe Arsenal and, and Chelsea. That's my my dream finish. So I'm cheering for you too. That's what I'm saying. So uh, the next 
the next part of the race is going to come down to, I don't know, I mean, there's a ton of teams battling for these Europa League spots. Um, Leicester City is obviously in prime position to get one of those spots at number five. Um, and then you have Spurs uh, currently at six, Wolves at seven, Sheffield at eight, Arsenal at nine, Burnley at ten. All of them still in play to get into those top seven. Now, seventh position will only matter if Arsenal doesn't win the FA Loses Cup. to Chelsea. So we will get into that here in a second. But it's going to be a, a race to the end. Um, and then you have the relegation battle as well, um, where it looks to be West Ham looks to be safe. Um, Brighton looks to be safe. And uh, Watford is three points clear of both Bournemouth and Aston Villa with Norwich going down. So the Premier League, even when the title is settled early, there's still so much excitement. There's so much at stake. And we have two games this week to look forward to. So, which is And, and so let's touch on one of the cool things that the Premier League does in, in a normal season. So like we wouldn't necessarily have this like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Sunday matchup. Like it, it might be a little more sparse out than that. But every single match... On Sunday, the last day of the season is played at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that every team plays. There's no like, oh, this person or this team won or this team lost, and so we're going to rest everybody. The later and, games would change totally based on the earlier games. Exactly. They don't want that. Like, well, we're going to bench everybody, or we don't care. We're not going to play. Like, uh, the matches all matter, um, except for Norwich's. But um, it's kind of crazy that it's coming down to this fast finish. And Eric's Arsenal club is on the outside looking in to a European, um, you know, uh, placement mm-hmm. uh, for Europa League, but they can completely change the 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 tide for. Who, who did you say was in uh, eighth? So you have uh, l- or seventh? I mean, Tottenham's at fifty eight. Wolves are at fifty six. Uh, Sheffield's at 54, Burnley's at 54, and Arsenal's at 53. All of those teams could make it. They're all in play Mm -hmm. just from a league perspective. And then if Arsenal wins the FA Cup, that's an automatic bid to Europa League. And so then that knocks out the seventh place team if because Arsenal might not make seventh just in points in the league itself. So it's all kind of crazy. And, And this is why we've been preaching that the Premier League is one of the best leagues in the world because of this type of situation where relegation matters. Teams are backs up against the wall and they're going to play with everything that they got. Arsenal is in ninth in points, but still has a chance to make a European tournament and could really bump out the seventh place team. And then they're like, left wanting and 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 the the if you win the fa cup i believe you are given what is the equivalent of the the fifth spot okay so then you're, so you're higher you're through, up you're through yeah. already in the europa league so stuff is crazy i know it sounds really confusing to you guys who don't like soccer but the fa cup is like the oldest tournament in the history it's the, of it's sports. literally the first tournament that they ever had like besides wow. like the olympics and like running and like wrestling and like fighting this is like the first <laughs> tournament there is in post sports. gladiator but pre-nba it's, it's, so, so the fa cup is all english football teams yes and get to like, play they're in like a, i think it's wales and england okay fair enough cardiff and that's right teams like that's that right. are in so it's wales and england combined in a tournament that i'm gonna make up the number of teams but it's something like 520 teams make it and that's every one of your top Premier League teams, which are all worth, you know, somewhere between 500 million and 3 billion, billion. Yeah. 
Like, you know, I mean, just super wealthy sports franchises, all of your championship, all of your English League One, all of your English League Two, all of your English League Three or whatever it's called, all of your freaking pub teams, all of your big and small teams from Wales. This is like if this was softball, you would know people on these teams, right? You would know like the kid that stayed in his hometown and plays. Yeah, he'd be in this tournament. Like Mm -hmm. you're like Champlin Park Bombers softball team would be in this tournament playing playing the Yankees against the Yankees. (laughs) and they could they might never make it to that round because the first two rounds are like literally they probably take the worst 400 teams and like shrink them down yeah to 100 teams you know in the first two rounds but they chop through this tournament with all of these teams that qualify and sometimes these like little pub teams where like have you ever seen the stories where it's like the goalkeeper was like a fat guy who the owned... The pie eater. Yeah. The, the guy that was eating pies at halftime. He was eating halftime. pies at halftime they were taking, of the game. Like, there was a bet in Vegas or wherever they're doing bets there. <laughs> Will he eat a pie on the sideline? <laughs> and then it turned out he did eat the pie and he maybe put money on betting or something. On himself, so yeah. It was like to eat the pie. Well, then, so like, he, uh, he fucked it all up. But. Who was the American guy that scored? Sebastian Leggett or whatever that scored against, like, uh, I want to say, I, I don't think it was Man City, but it was like a bigger club yeah. to draw. And then they had to play again. Like it was like a, like a team that shouldn't have even been in the same conversation with who they were playing and managed to like squeak away with a, a, a draw, which means they had to go play them again um in the in the tournament so it was it was like some of the storylines that come out of this fa cup are incredible however there is one stalwart in the fa cup in the last 10 years and that is arsenal football club yeah arsenal has been the best team in the history of the of of the competition especially in the last like five years three times in the last decade they've won it um three of like the last six or seven they've won um and here's what i will say about the fa cup I think it's hard for us, um, for where we live, not growing up watching the FA Cup, not mm-hmm. having you know mothers and fathers and grandparents that grew up watching the FA Cup. Well, prior to Champions League and all this other stuff, like the FA Cup was a big fucking deal. Yeah, right? and so big deal. Also, there's so many teams in it that um, these huge squads that the the big teams have, they're able to kind of rotate squads and play their young guys a little bit more, their backup guys a little bit more for a lot of the tournament. But I think that if we lived in England we would still have these like romantic feelings about the FA Cup. And I think that the teams, even if they know there are more important and more lucrative things to do, I think they get really excited about this tournament because they understand the history of it as well. And so to come down to the final or the semis of Manchester City, you know, probably the best um, team in England of the last decade, um, Arsenal, um, the best team... Uh, from London, probably ever. I mean, just historically. historically yeah. Um, Chelsea, probably the best team in London of the last 15 25, years. 25 years. Uh, and then United. Man United, uh, probably the do, best. Do we need to say anything else? Of yeah. all time in yeah. England? You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, f- like four, uh, uh, excluding Liverpool, the four biggest biggest teams uh you know of all time liverpool uh, somehow doesn't care about these tournaments but and liverpool would be would, liverpool whatever. would join them as the, yes. the biggest teams the biggest names this was a massive just massive massive teams from england and 
you know, they, they weren't playing for anything other than part of this cool tournament. And so, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time the last two days watching these games. Um, Arsenal was massive underdogs to um, City. Uh, cool storyline. Pep Guardiola, the coach, um, City, uh, was uh, his lead assistant was Mikel Arteta, um, who used to be the Arsenal captain. He took over the Arsenal coaching job midway through the season. Um, it was, you know, mentor and mentee battling it out here in the FA Cup. That's cool. was really cool. Arsenal played one of their best games of the year. Um, they had some counterattack goals. They went to nothing, which was super exciting. Huge win. And then uh, Chelsea um, plays against Man United, who everyone has just anointed as the new best team on earth. And Chelsea just that happens like once every year, though. Yeah. <laughs> it they was won, like a couple. They, they win three games in a row and everyone's like, oh, United's back. back. Yeah, baby. this was a lot of fun. Um, and you get an all English final. Um, they met last year in yeah, the, all London final. All London final. I'm sorry. Yeah. They met last year in the um, Europa League um, final, where Chelsea won. They won like three years. They went 2018. Um, they played in the FA Cup final, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, and Arsenal won that. And so they keep playing each other in finals of tournaments, which is a lot of fun. And having a blue versus red London derby is really a good time. Well, and let's rank these. So like Champions League would be number one. League, league League is number one. League Cup sure. number two, FA Cup number three. As far as like English, they probably care more about, they probably Europa, care more about winning Europa because of yeah, the money. But I don't think so. Like, I think that they, no, no, no. But the players or the or the finance people. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'm talking about like when you're talking about like like when you romanticize the tournament. Yes, yes. I think Europa League is less important. To the to, fan base to the, and to the players. Correct. Yeah. But to the people that are like, we got Champions League money coming in. But like, yes. if you don't make it out of the round of 16, like your money's not that significant. So yeah. I think having like the prestige of holding up a cup in front of your your supporters and like seeing that on TV and like now you have a trophy to put in the cabinet that is like an English only trophy means a lot more than a Europa League trophy. Yeah, it was cool because you had the most winning teams um, were the final three teams left. After Arsenal won, you had Arsenal, who has 13 FA Cups. You had Man United, who has 12 FA Cups. And you had Chelsea, who has eight FA Cups. So the three most winning teams were the final three teams left. That's so fun. So this is how sports are supposed to be. Um, I love Arsenal. You love Chelsea. It'll be fun for us to watch the game. And honestly, win or lose, I'm just happy that my team got to a game like this because it's just fun to watch these. Well, I think it'll be... I think the cool aspect from an Arsenal perspective is that like coming into the season with Emery, I think hopes were high. Like you guys had signed a few people and then it just went, I mean, tits up. Like they've had the early. worst season that they've had in since the mid eighties. And then Arteta comes in yeah. and like Emery was not working clearly. Yeah. Um, the multitude of things that were going on. And then he really like righted the ship pretty quickly. And I've said this before in text messages, but I'm very excited to see this younger generation of managers come in. Like I'm tired of the old guard that's sort of been around. Like I think Jurgen Klopp is the perfect example of like best coach on earth. I think, I think he's the perfect example of like a guy who cut his teeth um, under, you know, some really good managers got his own gig at, Bruce Dortmund, but then did things differently right away. Did things differently else. right away. He he's a different breed of manager. Comes to Liverpool, who had like this storied history, but like were so close for a few years before that. And then they, uh, who was it? Brendan Rodgers was really close, and they didn't make it. 
and now he's like obviously won Champions League, he won the 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 Premier League title, and now we have this next guard of like the Frank Lampards, the Mikel Artetas, um, who's the Wolves coach? Um, I forget his name, but like Tony something. Isn't it Tony something? No. no. Okay. But anyway, you have this like younger generation of managers that's not these like not the Arson Wenger's. Sean McVay's not the, of not, the league. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. The who's the Kyle Shanahan's? Like sure. you you're bringing in this like next generation of coaches that are going to do things a little bit differently and it's very exciting for the sport. Yeah. His name is Nuno something. Oh. Nuno Santos or something. I had the um, wrong, I was thinking of, the, of a different coach. But like but, different... but um y- the cool thing is is that um, Stan Kroenke, who as an Arsenal fan, I give a lot of crap to. Sure. Even though he's actually a pretty successful sports manager when you look at his teams. Um, For mean, his bottom line, yes, yeah, he is very yeah. successful. No, but, but 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 I mean, he's he's he owns the Rams. Who, if a team's got to go to like, L.A., then they got to leave. They got to leave St. Louis. Let's but go. he's the Rams. The Rams owner who they went to the Super Bowl in the last two years. They got a new stadium now in L.A. Like you know, he's he's. Um, kind of an asshole, but he's not a disastrous owner. Right. And the cool thing to me is that um, he has set up a system where his coaches that he owns of all these teams, which he owns like 10 teams, they all talk. So his biggest two teams are Arsenal and the Rams. So he constantly has um, Arteta. Does he own the Rock? Does he own the Rockets and the Nuggets, or is no, it no, just the no, the Nuggets, the the Avalanche, the Avalanche? Oh yeah, yeah. The um. Probably the Rockies. Oh, yeah, maybe like the Co- the Rock- Colorado Rockies. Like literally, yeah. like all the Colorado teams, the Rams and Arsenal. That's crazy. And and um, he uh, has Arteta and McVeigh ca- talking on a weekly basis, which is kind of cool. So they're like implementing things from each other's trainings, which I think is a lot of fun. So it's going to be great. It's uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after the first day. I think it's August first is the FA Cup final. It's at Wembley Stadium, which is in London, anyways. Neutral site game, red versus blue. It's gonna be awesome. Man. We're gonna go to a packed pub, yeah, shoulder to shoulder with the supporters. I'm gonna cough in Chelsea fans' faces. Yeah. This I thing lo- is gonna be wild. I love like we it were great. Like go honestly, going this. into the final four, I was prepping for the officiating to be geared more towards a City United, just from a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. Not that Arsenal and Chelsea aren't big, yeah, but I thought that like. United City would be like the perfect, you know, final in the COVID year. Like, you know, like yeah. it would just make more sense. Uh, but I'm happy it's an all London final. And honestly, like I want Chelsea to take the trophy. Like I don't care about Eric's feelings and mm-hmm. if he turns into rain cloud Eric. Yeah. But if Arsenal wins and gets into Europa League, I will definitely be happy for him because he's had to endure a fucking shit season with a lot of problems and three coaches he's yeah. got <laughs> yep. Mikel Arteta who is the guy he wanted and they've been one of the better clubs since he took over and so one of the best clubs in the past yeah, since it picked since, back up since, so, team or something I'm, since he came in uh City's number one United's number two Chelsea's number three and one point behind them is Arsenal at number four that's been your top four since he showed up so um, I'm from that aspect. I'd be very happy for Eric mm-hmm. to have um, come from like the toilet of like I don't want to watch fucking soccer. Like mm-hmm. there was a point in time where he was like considering, not heavily, but like you know he gets hyperbolic where he's like <laughs> I might switch to the Wolves. Like yeah. he he was so pissed off and so upset 
that it made me sad for him <laughs> where I'm like, okay, what can we do to bring him back in? Yeah. And I think hiring Mikel Arteta yeah. and then winning in the FA Cup would be a really building cool. block for him to to like really get back into the Arsenal swing of things. So I wouldn't I'm I wouldn't be upset because seeing you're already my, in your you're already in Champions League. But seeing you, my yeah, well seeing, probably yeah. seeing my good friend like happy and like back in with his club is a good reward too. Wow. I, I just don't know. This is, this is a beautiful moment. I don't know if guys. you can listen to this beautiful moment right here <laughs> and not be a fan of the Premier League. Like, if you aren't uh, a Premier League fan and somehow you're still listening to this podcast while we just wax poetically like we always do about the Premier League, like, how can you not be messaging in. us right now? Who should I follow? Who should I follow? Guys, we'll help you out. Who should I follow? We will, we will, like, honestly, if somebody out there is interested and wants to take it seriously... You message in, and we will make a fucking segment for you. We will, we make will a speak segment directly you. to yeah. you yeah. every fucking week, and we will guide, and we'll guide you. you through yeah. it. Maybe like we'll start at the well, beginning of next season or what something. Did, what did we do with you? It, well, we, we did that, and we, it was really we, fun. It was we, great content. We took you through all the steps, and I think we, it worked out because uh, you guys it worked out well for you. I ended up with Liverpool right before they became one of the biggest teams in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would be really fun if you're into it, and uh, you know it is kind of cool. You, and, you think of the, the conversations that are happening around England, literally in London right now, are similar because families can be split sometimes on which team they follow. There's conversations like that happening all over. Yeah, I'm a Chelsea supporter, but my my friend Eric, you know, he lives over in, in fucking Leeds and uh, he's an Arsenal supporter. And Fuck Leeds. I would feel pretty good about whatever the hell. I don't even know if that's a real place. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but Leeds sucks. You know, it's like a... It's like a, a, you know, everybody there has their team. It's a family yeah. that has problems. Like I, exactly. That, it's like I a will violent tell family. you guys, I, I've said this before, um, but I know we're coming to the end of this, but when I was in London before, um, I went to three Arsenal games, okay? Oh, I went, good for no, you. No, 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 hold on. I went to three games. I can tell how you sprinted across all but, of London to get the ticket. But I had more fun going to an Arsenal pub at for a night game in the Champions League. It's unbelievable. And being just at the pub, they were playing in Monaco, and it was a must-win game, and the place was packed, and they had food and drinks, and I didn't know I, I didn't know a single person there. I was by myself. I went by I went alone, and I just made In a friends. foreign country. In a yeah, foreign country. I just great. And I just asked people. I just talked to people. I stood by people. I mean, it helps that like, the language is pretty similar. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they invited me to hang out with them. They were so excited. They were teaching me about old Arsenal things and the culture of the area and stuff. I'm telling you, like we think that we take sports seriously here. People it's in the rest, even, it's of, rest of the world, they care so much about their teams. It's crazy. So please join in. They care so, so much. You're not allowed to wear jerseys like on non-match days because you will start fights on the subway. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So oh, sorry, the tube. <laughs> all right guys that's all the time we have this week uh go check out these things we're talking about and go listen to our episode from earlier we had lots of good stuff to talk about all the shows you should be watching lots of hot wrecks um we finished up our marvel rewatch we announced what the next thing we're going to watch is don't know if i'm excited about it but maybe i'll get there and we did some nordy straight so go check that one out as well um but other than that thank you guys so much for sticking with us hanging out this week on the nordy's podcast we'll be back with you guys next week 